0: Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places
1: with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.
0: And how you guys doing? Welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and like this video. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, the Queen of Meth. Yes, this broad was making a ton of money. I think it was estimated at $200,000 per week. And that is Lori Arnold and her connections to the Grim Reaper's Motorcycle Club in the 1980s. And tomorrow, we got Maurice Boucher, the Hells Angels, up in Canada's leader of the Nomads chapter, and he was one of the influential ones doing during the uh, Quebec War. Uh, then we got uh, actually the Quebec War coming up. After that, then we got uh, the ten most influential motorcycle clubs. In the scene. Again, don't forget uh, to like and subscribe to the video. Hit pound, rock on. Yes, that is pound, rock on. Uh, we're going to be continuing our little history bit here. And Lori Arnold, there is now a Discovery Channel series on her, I believe. Or maybe it's an hour-long deal. I have no idea. But one thing is for sure, this sucker made a lot of money. A lot of money on meth. And methamphetamines has been associated with some of the hardcore 1% clubs since the 70s and 80s. You know, that's really the high time for them. Now, it's mostly the Mexican drug cartels that have that type of control on the drug trade with that methamphetamines. That's because it's harder and harder in the United States to find the ingredients to cook it. And I think that's why it moved over the border. But it's because of the past and the actions of some of the guys in the clubs to make their money that law enforcement has really targeted them and put a bullseye on clubs that in the past were involved with this kind of stuff. They can't forget the past, man. They really can't, and that's a sad state of affairs because now it's a rare type of deal where you see entire chapters getting busted for this stuff. Yes, it's still uh, in the scene, but not as much as it used to be. And it's time to let go, feds, it really is. Uh, It was funny, in 1990, there was a special report on 60 Minutes about this. And they just blew it up, man. Uh, It just showed how the thinking was back then against one percent clubs as soon as they made it uh, on 60s minutes uh, they made it i can tell you that Uh um, i was gonna show you the video but it'll probably get flagged by youtube as being copyrighted because now all these mainstream media companies are copywriting their crap and it's a sad state of affairs because you know Other people like to see it that might not watch the channel. So, but it's a 60 minutes special report, The Hells Angels and Meth, and it's from the 1990s if you want to take a look at it. And it really gives a background on how clubs were associated with this kind of stuff back in the day. Now, are they still associated with it? You know, maybe, maybe not. Like I said, the cops never let anything go any damn way, so uh, they'll keep on pushing that side of the business on the clubs, even though it's the Mexican uh, drug cartels that are actually producing the stuff. Uh, But they'll always say, hey, the clubs are selling at this, the clubs are selling at that. That's just like when the clubs do do good fundraising stuff, the cops always come back, and this is something they do all the time, and say, well, they're just covering up for their illegal activities. You know, got a guy who is actually on YouTube that preaches the biker revolution, It's funny, how the hell are you going to have a cop, an active duty cop, try to push something like that? It just makes him seem retarded, but what's even worse is the people that follow him, the people that actually believe in the crap that he's pushing. I've always found that really weird that you got these, you know, supposed hardcore bikers following a cop. Attitudes have really changed over time as far as law enforcement's concerned, and like I've, you know, I just did an interview with uh, Crime Media, and we were talking about the case of Rodriguez uh, out in California, where the SWAT team busted down the door. And they busted down the door because he was a member of the Mongols, for one. And two, it was a no-knock warrant. So, of course, if somebody's coming and busting down your door and you don't know who they are, they don't announce who they are, yeah, you're going to blow them away. Especially, especially... If you have family in that house, that you have to be afraid of them getting hurt. So, yeah, you're going to blast them away. So, we kind of talked about that case, and we talked about also, and I made sure I brought this up in that interview, that the cops talk so bad about motorcycle clubs, but they'll go out looking exactly like the people they don't like. And I'm talking about the patches, they're even wearing rockers, designating their territory. And it is funny that a lot of these police departments that they work with, they don't do nothing about it. Yeah, they'll say, well, our department's not happy about us being involved in something like this, but they never do anything. There's been incidences in Chicago where these police clubs or law enforcement clubs go into bars, cause all kinds of problems, and when the citizens start fighting back, because they don't know they're cop clubs, man, they pull their badges out. So what's that tell you about that person and who he is and what he believes in? I don't get why, you know, the law enforcement clubs, and we'll get into uh, the Queen of Meth and stuff like that, but this is kind of a backstory on this stuff, of the way they keep on bringing up the past with some of these clubs with this meth deal, but they're out there trying to mimic them. And I'd really wish that this one creator would actually sit down And explain, if he's starting a biker revolution, then why the hell are you looking identical to these clubs that you're bashing? You're wearing a three-piece patch. You're claiming territory. You can't have it both ways. And what's even more concerning is a lot of these law enforcement clubs have been popping up all over the place, man. They're the new pop-up deal, as I call it, man. You know, back in the early 2000s, uh, uh, shit, around 2008 and more, you had a lot of citizen pop-up clubs. Now these law enforcement clubs are really popping up, man. I get it. Everybody enjoys riding a motorcycle. But you don't have to be a hypocrite in your beliefs. So when you go and say that MCs, the 1% dominance, which have changed a hell of a lot, let me tell you, since the 70s and 80s when all this stuff was going down. You say because they're doing good for their community that that's a cover up. Well, what's it mean when you're acting like something you want to bust? That nobody's ever gave an answer to. And I don't think you're ever going to get an answer from these people on why they feel like they deserve to wear something like that. You you know what? One of the reasons why I started the history deal is hopefully people can start distinguishing Between the real deals and the ones that ain't so real. Because there's a lot of clubs nowadays that are just throwing on 1% diamonds. And what's even more concerning is you got some of these old school storied 1% clubs actually giving them the 1% diamond. And I guess where I'm coming from is with all the history that some of these clubs went through and what they had to do to just give it away, I think their brothers would be rolling around in the graves, don't you? Uh when I talk about the ten most influential motorcycle clubs later on this week, you'll see one's missing. And the reason why one's missing Even though they had hardcore beginnings, they had to play the game, they did what they had to do, they lost brothers to jail or to grave, but in present days, they went freaking apeshit, man. They went crazy. And it's my understanding some of them within the club don't like the direction but it is what it is. You know, how could you go from a storied MC to like a pop-up club? It's something I don't understand. Maybe uh, the culture has changed a little bit. Maybe it's time to evolve, yeah. But seeing a major go like that within the top five to like a pop-up type of deal is beyond me handing out patches to clubs anybody who wants a diamond they get flipping people that a lot of people in the scene can't stand you know i was talking about that uh i don't know last week or the week before you have a lot of people that bump on iron order call them a cop club Uh, All that kind of stuff, which may or may not be true. I don't, you know what? I don't get into that internal stuff. But one thing I do know is you have this one major club flipping entire chapters. Again, entire chapters of the Iron Order. So what's that say about the club that used to be a hardcore dominant? And what's that say to their supporters that, say, a week beforehand, before all this happened, we're banging on the Iron Order, and now you have people supporting those chapters that were flipped from Iron Order. See, the hypocrisy in the scene is something else, man, I really tell you. It is something else. It's like things don't stay straight and narrow, if you will. I've done uh, some videos the last two days where it talked about property of patches and it talked about if women are equal to men in the scene. And by God, did I hear an earful, man. It's like, you know what? You're a dinosaur. You're a chauvinistic pig. And this was coming from freaking so-called hardcore bikers. I was like, what the hell happened to your balls? it like freaked me out, I it really did freak me out, that thinking, not so much on the property of Patch, and if, you know, non-1% clubs should be wearing them, because in all honesty, that's where it started out, you know, people learned some different things about it, Uh where in the 50s, women actually wore a Patch, their own man was equivalent to, meaning if he was a probate or a full club member stuff, and then it looks like in the sixties, not for sure is when uh, the property of stuff started you know out because the two different uh philosophies between the fifties and the sixties so yes, it does have a hypocritical type of deal, and it's hard for people to keep up that I know uh between uh bikers now supporting this biker revolution with cops in charge of it to major one per cent clubs handing out the diamond, so hopefully the history is you know being distinguished right here on this channel. And the discussions have been pretty good, man. The discussions in the comment section, the uh, emails you send, everybody's really liking that stuff. Again, uh, the biker news stuff, uh, HarleyLiberty.com. You check that out. It's always up to date. It's the most up to date site. Uh, on the internet about what's going on the scene. Uh, And yes, I'll be doing some of that, uh, but I really like doing the the history stuff and hopefully to get people thinking. Too often are people interested in just chatter. They want to go along with everybody else and they don't want to think for themselves. So that's one of the major reasons why I put out subjects that make you think. And this is all old stuff, I get it. But for new people coming into the scene, they never know about these events unless they were actually told by somebody. Like a gray beard, oh, this was the days, this is what happened. They wouldn't know all this stuff. And the New Jacks couldn't understand why somebody would get upset with them just throwing a patch on, because their club went through this stuff where yours didn't. Now, when there's a pop-up club, they don't follow tradition or blessings or any of that type of stuff, that's because they don't want to prospect. It just comes down to that. They don't want to prospect. They don't want to put in the hard work. And what's more concerning is that when they do eventually say, okay, let's go do it right way, they're thrown stuff that people bled for, died for. It just doesn't make any sense to me, and I guess it never will, so let me know your thoughts in the description box, and I'll show you real quick what I was talking about here. Uh, this is the 1990 special report uh, with 60 minutes. I'm not going to play it. <coughs> Sorry about that, but just so you to see where it's at. Anyway, now, we're going to concentrate on Lori Arnold. She has a program, like I mentioned earlier, on the Discovery Plus, I think it is, where she was the queen of meth, man. This broad was making a lot of money with her old man, uh, Floyd Stockdale, who was a chapter president for the Grim Reapers. Now there is all kinds back then of clubs called the Grim Reapers so it might not be the one of today. Uh I didn't get that far. You know, I know there was an Iowa chapter of the Grim Reapers where he was, uh but we'll look more into it as we go through this article. And again, his name was Floyd Stockdale and he had a kid and you know if you don't guys don't know who Lori Arnold is that's uh Tom Arnold's sister so you guys know uh you know the one that uh Michael's Navy Sons of Anarchy played that porn old dude uh so anyway let's read a couple paragraphs here Lori Arnold's thriving drug enterprise in the Midwest came tumbling down in 91 she uh, operated out of Iowa with her then husband Floyd Stockdale. The couple went on to make tremendous amount of money through the course of six years that they were active before arrested and uh, convicted. Queen of Meth. Now that's the the deal on Discovery Plus. It chronicles the life and the downfall of the drug operation and Lori's relationship with Floyd. One thing I never understood. Is these people making all this money and they don't put it aside or they don't hide it in case they get caught? Don't know. Anyway, who is Floyd Stockdale? He was a Vietnam veteran. Hardcore boys, man, them Vietnam veterans, man. I talk about it all the time, how hardcore they were, how uh, they really led the way. Uh, for the 1% clubs you see today. He joined the Grim Reapers Motorcycle uh, Club at some point after his return, which a lot of people did. They, As soon as they got back from Vietnam, they were joining clubs because they missed that camaraderie. And the culture back then with uh, the 60s and 70s and everybody hating on uh, vets, yeah, they wanted to be outside of society and do their thing. Uh, He eventually became president. He met Lori when she was just 18 years old. Uh, According to them, the Motorcycle Club at that point was heavily involved in smuggling drugs and guns. Uh, They don't put any sources for that down in this article. I'd wish they'd put the sources that make that kind of statement. Floyd and Lori started dating and eventually got married in 1980. Uh he was in his mid thirties, so uh high five, man, getting yourself an eighteen year old at thirty years old. Uh and she was attached to him like a lot of women, if you listen to the prop or the property of video, because of the power that he held and the respect that he commanded. Uh there's a picture of him right there, and again, this is cinema. Uh, what is it, cinematic uh holic or something like that. I guess everybody loves friggin' movies. I don't know. Uh, they had a kid together uh, in 81, a few years into their marriage. Lori's first uh, thrust with meth was when Floyd's brother Mike introduced her to it. And meth is a bad drug, man. I'm telling you. Me, I'm a 420 guy. I never understood why anybody goes over a 420. Uh, Yeah, take a line of coke here and there to keep you up for the weekend or something when you're on a long ride. Uh, But meth, man, you start getting into a damn freaking uh, business, nasty business there, man, when you get involved in that stuff. I'm sure that everybody's seen the before and after pictures of some of the meth users. Sad state of affairs, man. Uh, sad state of affairs. It was in 85 that she started this six-year-long wild ride of drug trafficking and manufacturing. Uh, they were making a lot of money. Uh, now, they go on to say that Lori was the brains behind the organization. Uh, he Floyd was more of the intimidating muscle. Which, you know what? People might not admit it, but women, if you have a good woman behind you, man, you can go anywhere you want. It's when you don't have a good woman behind you, you start getting messed up, and that's one of the reasons why women really ain't allowed or supposed to be allowed in some stuff like that, man. I, you know, Because when you have a woman with a kid, and the feds come knocking and they start using that kid against them yeah they're gonna open up real quick real quick uh now they i guess they did launder the money through multiple businesses and even invested in racing horses not me you know stick that money in belize somewhere uh it did fall in 91 uh after a solid case against them uh, at the time of the arrest, they had a property worth over $750,000. Uh, Floyd and Laurie were both charged with a multitude of offenses. That included criminal uh, enterprise gun viola- uh, violations. Uh, how did he die? Now, he died in, 19- Or what is it? He was, well, he was, uh, he pled guilty in 93, sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison, uh, At his sentencing, he said, I got into this accidentally, I'm sorry I had to break the law to support my family, which a lot of people nowadays are forced to do. That's one story these cops won't tell you, or these media programs, is it's hard to make it in this world now without freaking having a good job, and those that don't are forced onto the streets to make that money to survive. Maybe uh, stop with the stupid, uh, you know, political this and that and let people work instead of tearing down pipelines and stuff like that. Uh, He died of a heart attack in 2004 while being incarcerated at Leavenworth. So he was at Leavenworth, man. It's no joke over in Leavenworth. Uh, And he was just a few months away from release on parole. Sad stuff, man. Now, here is Lori Arnold. This was the Queen of Meth. And they ask, where is she now? Uh, It goes through the story I just went through. Uh, She was born to Jack and uh, Linda in 61. She had two brothers, Tom and Scott. Her parents divorced when she was about three uh Linda was given uh, initial custody, she quickly turned them over to their father, Jack. Lori grew up in a religious household. Jack married their neighbor, Ruth, and they had two children of their own, apart from uh, the two uh, Ruth had. That's just a little uh, background on her. In 80, Lori got married to local biker, Floyd Stockdale. Uh, they talk about the Grim Reapers again. Now, where it didn't continue from the previous one was Mike introduced Lori to the meth. After she tried it, Mike handed over some and asked her to sell it. Once she got rid of the product quickly, Lori saw a lucrative opportunity to get out of poverty. And that's what a lot of people do, man. Again, they go to the streets to get out of poverty. Uh... And it began. It quickly spread within the city, and there was always demand for more. Uh, she was introduced to a drug trafficker in California who was involved with the Mexican cartel. You know, you got to watch the Mexican cartels, man. It, it, it's a whole different level and a whole different story. Uh, they were buying meth from them and hauling it into Iowa, she began to make a lot of money. She bought a bar, a horse ranch, multiple other properties. Uh, the idea was to set up business with that money, but it was hard to give up selling. To add to that, she was using meth. You know, once you get high on your own supply, man, you get all whacked out, and you know what? Your business mind goes to hell. When one of her drivers was caught making the trip back from California, she set up her own meth lab, earning even more profits. Uh, At the height of the operation, uh, she was the primary supplier for multiple states around in Iowa, and her drug empire was uh, swarming. Then uh, '91 came. She was sentenced to uh, the 15 years. She was released in 1999. Uh, by then, uh, the meth epidemic, which is still now, man, it's still happening now with the epidemic, uh, ravaged the city. Uh, she was released from prison in 2007. She moved to Arizona after that. Uh, her friends and family ended up, uh, getting addicted to meth, so, uh, state of affairs, selling it to your family. But she left that meth would have, uh, crossed over to the Midwest even without her empire. So she, uh, you know tried to uh say yeah you know if I didn't do it somebody else would uh actually a quote from her was any kind of drugs are always going to show up I never wanted to hurt anyone it was all clean fun back then and it's how it felt at the moment you know she is an avid biker she rides her own trike it looks like uh she when she went to Arizona she met her fiance. Uh, then they moved to his hometown of ohio the drug trafficking days are truly behind them now tom arnold i wanted to get some uh you know of his thoughts on that uh i needed to feel alive she says the biggest thing for him was she didn't want her ended up murdered which in that business can happen There's some pictures of her. Uh, I don't like that I'm getting old, she uh, chuckles. I've had a lot of downs, but I was able to pull out and survive it. You know, that's kind of the backstory of her. Uh, Again, you can see all that stuff on this Discovery Plus deal. So go take a look at it. Very interesting story. It's very interesting that she was the brains behind the operation. And here it is, Tom Arnold's freaking uh, sister. Uh, you know the Tom Arnold with Roseanne and Sons of Anarchy. Real, <laughs> real messed up stuff. But it also goes to show you that there are, you know, there is somewhat justice in this country. But I don't think. Tom Arnold was real popular back when all this went down. So I might be mistaking, but I don't think he was. I don't think he had, you know, the power to like a lot of these freaking... Stars do where they never go to jail because of who they are, and blah blah blah. But anyway, don't forget to like and subscribe the video and join us all this week, man. We're gonna have a fun time going through this type of stuff. Uh, I'm heading over right now to motorcycle madhouse radio.com. We continue to about 9:30 uh, a.m. Central Standard Time, have all kinds of fun. So I'll talk to you guys later if you don't go over there.
1: Mood for something just a little bit wild. God,
0: now or never. Here it comes.
1: Take yourself on a journey into the unknown.
0: Yeah. Are you ready? Attention. We
1: came. We saw. We kicked its ass. Hey, 35! thirty-five. Friday Rock.
0: This is good stuff. I want to share something with you. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMR DB Rockford. Oh yeah! Welcome to the second segment of Motorcycle Madhouse, Morning Mayhem. Uh, yes, Stockdale did die in 2004 of a heart attack, uh, Sergeant. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Monday. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, that program right there. I have the China Doll, the Queen of the bipers in here. And I heard you men were scared to fight back and defend Hollywood when he was not <laughs> Not on Discord. I am so disappointed in you guys. The Anti-Viper League has fallen, I heard. The Vipers, man, holy cow, chalk one up for the women in the group. My God, what is happening in there that uh, my people were so scared of yous?
2: Saturday night, it was me, Donna, and Flossie, and we were just ripping on you and making fun of your balls. That's what happens with
0: Hollywood. They always make fun of me.
2: (laughs) Well, you left the room, so we just went with it, you know, talking about having your balls in my purse. And I said, well, his balls won't fit in my purse, so then Flossie said I should get a backpack. And I said, well, he could technically keep his balls where they're at. Because, yeah, I don't want to carry them around. I got
0: balls bigger than an elephant, man. <laughs> I'm often told that.
2: Bigger than an elephant.
0: I hide nothing.
2: <laughs> and Donna said if I hung them from my rearview mirror, I would get a ticket for obstruction of my view. You would. Because so, yeah. Hollywood has big balls. Yeah. That is something that ain't done around anymore in the biker scene is, uh, you know, big balls. And I'm sorry to say I don't want to stare at your balls all day hanging from my rearview mirror so they could stay in your pants. Rock and roll, I don't rock want and him. roll. I don't want but I can't
0: believe my freaking uh, anti-viper <laughs> league didn't stand up, man. You freaking freaks,
2: man. <laughs> it was one of those, I want to totally defend him, but I don't want to piss off China. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why? I
2: do it on a daily basis. I don't take offense. Stick up for him. Hell, I'll just oh, keep coming
0: back. You know what? That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. What? Other day, we're sitting there watching the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Which is awesome, by the way. The new show, The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Uh, Now we're flashing
2: back and watching the original movies. So, you know,
0: I said, well, you know, why are you always taking offense to what I say? Well, you say it off air, too. I know. (laughs) So how are you going to tell people that you don't don't take offense to stuff I say? My
2: favorite was, what was it? Saturday. There were some entertaining conversations. (laughs) 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 One, he's sitting there telling me going... Why you look so wrecked? You look terrible. And he's like, oh, never mind. You don't have your face on. Oh,
0: my God. Did you look <laughs> homely, man? I got scared. If yeah, I would have held the mirror up, it would have busted.
2: Yeah, well, the story you told me after the fact made me <laughs> open my mouth. The I really fellas. grossed her out. Oh, my God. Uh China. Uh, have you ever had the issue with like this really huge pimple and it just keeps growing and it won't pop? And I just looked at him and I'm like, what the hell? He's well, like, that's because you watched that Dr. Uh, pimple pimple Popper. Popper. Yeah, I did So I thought you'd be interested in the story. I did not want to hear about a big ass fucking crater on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, do you ever have that problem? I'm like, no, no, I don't. Thank you. Well, when I popped it, I'm like, dude, come on. It was like cottage cheese. Uh, uh, uh. I what did. I heck? had you throwing up like hell almost. I'm like, you're nasty. I don't want to hear about your ass. <laughs> well, you know, Dr. Pimple Popper, I thought, you know. It, yeah, that's it's different, though. That's other people, not people sitting right next to me talking about how they just popped a pimple on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> you freaking nasty. It was relief. It was disgusting. <laughs> you made me puke. So why is it you get mad at me? Because you, you know.
0: Well, you don't. You say the same shit to me off air. It's like what? What happened?
2: You do all these lovely comments that everybody hears you saying. You still tell me the same crap on off air. So I get salty like a baby. You do, man. You're like a five year old. I am. But hey, who was acting like the five year old with the pimple on his butt? It shit hurt! You, then you get relief! I don't need to hear about your asshole.
0: <laughs> or your butt. So, what is up with you? You know, you've been putting makeup. You're actually going to get your nails done today. You put a band aid on it like freaking shit. I schluck. did, because it's cracked.
2: You, What is with you women, man? You bitch about your nails. Because these are my pride and joy. It took me years to be able to grow my own nails. I was a nail biter back in the day.
0: So when you're about, it's about to crack, you put a band-aid on it.
2: Well, yeah, because it cracked a little bit and I don't want to lose my nail because it's my real nail. If it was a fake nail, I wouldn't care, but it's not. It's my nail. You're a schluck. So I had to cover it so it wouldn't break off all the way because this way they can put little stuff over the top of it just so it doesn't break.
0: So, here are you unbelievable vipers, and you cry and whine when a nail breaks. God, because it hurts. Well, so did that pimple. Ew. TMI. We have to say happy birthday. To uh, Rubik's Cube. Rubik's Cube. It's his <laughs> birthday, I guess. Rubik's Cube. Hopefully you have a good birthday. Uh maybe you'll grab your balls and get yourself a blow job. Uh that is uh, one of the best birthday presents. And if you really got a good woman, they're down there bobbing the knob every damn you know day. You know, they have to learn how to take care of a pole, man. They gotta grease that shit once in a while. And uh, Rubik's, so let's hope you get uh, a knob job. Or, you know what? Mm. Don't you hate them women that say, I don't do that?
2: It's nasty. That's
0: why they lose their men. I'm serious. It's nasty. It's gross. It's gross. That's uh, what they say. Ew. Anyway. I was one of them once. Freaking Dark Soul, man. He sent me a deal, and I actually got pretty pissed off at this what i think around in his area gas prices increased to 452 a gallon is that regular i don't
2: know man maybe premium who knows or diesel because he does drive you know a truck well
0: diesel you know what it's just like pre-freaking trump man with these gas prices going up again what did you people expect was gonna happen with these schmucks
2: (laughs) it's not like they were gonna lower them right you know we were enjoying what
0: dollar 50 dollar 99 and now all of a sudden that's at
2: 452 a gallon thank god i ride a freaking motorcycle most of the time hey my favorite was back when i was growing up like 16 17 years old it was 99 cents well yeah and then like even when price did go up Every Friday, there was a Shell gas station that always had it for ninety nine cents. But yeah, I never went there because the line was too long.
0: <laughs> well, what's sad about how these prices are increasing, especially with diesel, is you know everybody knows the big companies like freaking uh, that freaking Orange deal, <laughs> and then you got uh, CR England and all that kind of crap. But they don't know about the independent drivers. No. The independent drivers have a hard enough time paying the note on their trucks, and now it's going up to 4.52 a gallon. We got to figure that out if it's a diesel. Uh, it, it just amazes me, you know. And in uh, what was it? Uh, it's May right now. The April's jobs report. You're supposed to have at least a million people that you add onto the the uh, employment rolls. Out of 65, or no, there's more than that, 300-something million people in the United States, only 252,000 jobs were added. That's insanity.
2: Yeah, it's bad. People are still living it up on their unemployment. You know, that's what I don't understand. The unemployment deal. Yeah. They're actually getting paid more to sit at home. To sit at home. How is that possible? Uh, I'm like, I sit at work every day going, God, how can I get fired? <laughs> Most people are. I'm like, I, I want to get fired just so I could sit at home. <laughs> and get paid more than i make while i'm at work. How long do, how
0: long does that continue for?
2: That's the only thing i don't know is how long that's going to continue. And i don't know if all the states are the same, but i mean, i have no clue how long that's going well, to Well, that's at continue. a federal level. That ain't So ain't then it? yeah, so then it's everywhere, but It's everywhere. But it's like i have no idea how long that's supposed to last, but i'd like to take advantage of that, but these bitches won't fire me even if i try. Mhm. <laughs> I'm like, it's not even, I can complain all day long. and still. Your place can't even hire anybody. No, they hired someone, but, man, she don't start for another week. Yeah, but. The, and she's got no work experience, so, yeah, that's going to go well.
0: Well, not only that, but you can't hire anybody because they're making more on unemployment. Yeah,
2: yeah. Nobody wants a job. And every company that I've seen is suffering. I know we are. Half the places, half our stores have only three or four employees, and. Dude, that doesn't cover a week's worth of work. And freaking uh, the restaurant
0: industry and the hotel industry is really freaking hurting. Yeah, the restaurants are Because nobody
2: wants to work. The restaurants are suffering because they can't get any wait staff. And it's like, okay, well, how do you expect to serve your customers without a wait staff? Mm -hmm. And I've noticed even Saturday um, when the kids and I went out for Mother's Day, you know, because we celebrated it Saturday. And uh, we went out to eat for lunch or brunch or whatever. And the owner of the company was actually part of the wait staff mm-hmm. because he that t- there's not enough people. And they had help wanted sign in the window. And I'm like, you know, this is getting to be crazy. Right. Every time you turn around, there's a help wanted sign. But then the problem is, is most places they're not going to pay you more than unemployment. So nobody wants to get the job. Well, talking
0: about gas, and I yell at you all the time about this, is what I do is I'll fill up the truck all the way, and when a quarter of a tank is used, I'll fill it up again so it's always on full. Yeah. You know, that's a good trick that uh, you might want to look at, you know, not only you, but everybody else. Now, the state's averages for regular is 3.2, diesel is 3.1, and where he's at, that must be premium, because premium's always a lot of money. Yeah. I wish they would get rid of ethanol, and it'd be pure gas and cheaper, but, you know, Iowa, they, they p- get pissed off, because that's what their major industry is, is corn. Uh, corn. Oh, corn, corn, corn. Corn.
2: Fucking corn. <laughs> I'm anyway, going I'm, for a drive with Hollywood. Corn. Corn. I corn. It, it's like freaking. It, I'm, I'm
0: satanic towards corn now. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I was like, you know what? I'm going for a ride this Sunday. And I was like, you know what? Can you find a
2: different route where there ain't no fucking corn? I don't want to see any corn. Well, there's really not any out there right now, so. Right. But we're, we're safe. Just the fields it's remind like, me of it's it. It's like, open cornfield. <laughs> open cornfield.
0: <laughs> It's kind of like, you know what, instead of going west, we should go east to Chi-Town or something, man, and it's like, oh, corn. Corn! I love the roads because they're long and, you know, open and 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 you don't don't have have to worry about stoplights and stop signs and crap. But at some point in time, it's like, you know what, you get to see that shit too much, and you can only try so much to get lost, it's
2: corn you can't get lost that's the freaking problem
0: well i got that compass in my head and stuff i know i'm
2: like let's just drive and try and get lost yeah we end up on a main road every time right not fair (laughs) it's not fair it's not stupid uh, (laughs) uh,
0: hopefully this shit ends soon with this unemployment stuff well it says illinois is supposed to be opening back up completely no, I'm talking about this freaking deal where they pay people to stay at home. It's really becoming a problem. Oh, well,
2: yeah. 260-something thousand jobs added. is That's horrendous. And there's a lot of businesses that are now starting to close down, and it's because people won't work. I don't like that, man. When you go down Main Street or something in a small town, you see all that shit closed down. That makes you fucking cry right now. Yeah, there. and technically, you could still blame it all on COVID because they're all getting... Covid unemployment pay,
0: well, you talk about covid man, uh you know, an article came out uh today where everybody uh thinks when they're starting to get proof behind it that they released it on purpose. I think so. Those Chinese are bastards, man, to lessen
2: population,
0: well, not that man. they're <laughs> trying to be a world power like the Soviet Union was during the Cold War. We're in a soft cold war right now with China uh they're bastards them slant eye motherfuckers i mean uh chinese
2: people <laughs> you're so politically incorrect i try <laughs> no you don't <laughs> you don't care <laughs> you know i always wondered how do they see how do they see can you imagine if they were high
0: oh my goodness their man. eyes would be closed look how bad i look when i'm high man you imagine them Dude, when you're high, you look
2: like you're about to fall asleep.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> and you usually do. Well, that's why I smoke right before bedtime. That's my smoking time. Uh, but them, how can they see out of them eyes? I have no idea. It, it, it's like you look like a reptile or something. <laughs> a reptile? The women are hot. But then you look at their faces like, can you see me? <laughs>
2: you see me really yes <laughs> you're an idiot it's like they're not open should i ask when i go get my nails done because it's all oriental people
0: <laughs> you know one thing that the oriental freaking women do is a good freaking uh, happy ending i tell you uh, oh they, don't get on that kick again. they can jerk a dick off in a heartbeat but damn I, it's probably because they can't see it <laughs> well then obviously they can't make fun of it you know i heard chinese you know what i heard asian people have small dicks I wouldn't know. That's what I hear. I wouldn't know. They got small shit. I wouldn't know. Never been. Maybe that's why they all crazy and stuff like that, trying to make up for making you know, up for <laughs> not having a big
2: penis, <laughs> lack of being endowed. They
0: don't even have the national average size, man. What is it, five or six inches? That motherfuckers are like Four three and inches, a half man. To five. They got nothing. They got no junk.
2: No, no junk.
0: That's why the Vietnam women were happy back in the day during the Vietnam War, because they getting some
2: American freaking bone. I guess the Chinese women can definitely hang their men's balls for the roofie Then the, the, the Vietnamese
0: or Charlie, man, they all pissed off because the American soldiers used to go in first. Then afterwards, they go and get some, and they fall in. <laughs> Just because they got small dicks, they need a rope. You know, I bet that Xi or or whatever his name is, dude, that runs China and shit now, the dictator over there, I bet he don't have a good penis. I bet he's fucking small. (laughs) That's why he's all pissed off at the world, trying to conquer the world and shit. It's usually the ones with small dicks that are assholes. Really? I I truly believe this. Wow. So what government people do you think have small dicks? I think everybody who's a politician has a
2: small dick. Well then, you can't run. You know, but uh, you Chinese. You can't run because you have large balls. I can't. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, that's penis what you need. On the other that's hand, that's what you, you know. need is uh, you know big balls. But anyway, you know what is it with these Asians, man? I don't know. They gotta what is re- your kick
2: with Asian? They got to
0: release this shit. Because <laughs> they want to take over the world. They want to release this shit into the general public.
2: Well, we don't want. We don't want them to take over the world. No, I don't they're too like like what five feet tall <laughs> a lot of them maybe that's why they got small dicks because they're short they're short no i've seen some guys that are taller than me that have small dicks well the reason i'm talking about this covid stuff
0: is because after the first music break we're going to be talking about the 13 things that can bring about an apocalyptic ending for us human beings and you know what? This COVID stuff—if they didn't get a vaccine right away—could have caused some pretty bad problems. You imagine if a Ebola or some shit came uh, about? No, thank you. You know, there's actually a disease out there that scientists are equating to zombies. Cool. It's like a genetic mutation of that mad cow disease. Where once he gets into your system and stuff, it can be uh, spread by blood and shit. You actually go fucking crazy. And do you know what their cure is? What? Put you in a room and let you go crazy until you die. Because there's no cure. And it's so transmittable that they said just get rid of you. You just shoot a motherfucker in the head at that point. So, we're going to go over uh, some apocalyptic stuff in the next segment, man. It's pretty weird stuff. And you know what I know? What do you know? You won't survive because you're a schlock. Ah, oh, come
1: <laughs> on. <man. laughs> Another head and slowly chime. Oh stop radio station while the others
2: are talking we're already playing the music this is the radio station with more ears than listeners and we're back
0: we're gonna be talking about some ways the world's gonna end I think it's gonna be an interesting segment you're weird I am weird but I think people need to be prepared because these are real life scenarios that could end us and do you know one of the reasons why uh, we moved out of the city and I wanted to get us out into the country? Why? Because if you're in a city during any of these events, you're a dead one. You're dead. Because a lot of people in the city, they don't prepare for something like this. They don't know what the hell they're doing. And next thing you know, they're going around robbing people, shooting people, kind of like today. So it was very important to get out into the country. And I always freaking recommend that if you're in a large city and something like this happens, get the fuck out of there. Run for the highways, get a bug-out bag or something like that. And, you know, even our son has a bug-out bag.
2: Oh, my God, that thing is so heavy.
0: It is, but he's a (laughs) smart kid. He knows we got to get the fuck out of here. That's why I'm going to be safe. You know, I'm thinking about turning our basement into a bug-out shelter. Oh, God. I am.
2: Well, at least we'll have clean clothes.
0: At least we'll have clean clothes. We'll have some uh, stock of food and water and stuff like that. Uh, But very serious times, man, uh, especially with the pandemic we just went through with COVID. It shows you and it wakes you up that this can really happen in real life. Scary business. Scary business. So what you got, big man? Well, basically, you know, I was talking about zombie diseases, and there are some diseases that mimic the way zombies act, you know, in the movies and stuff. And there's one that's so old that people don't even understand. What's that? Everybody knows it. What is it? Rabies. Oh, Rabies is a nasty sucker, man. Nasty.
2: They start foaming at the mouth?
0: Well, you know, uh let's see here. It spreads through the saliva from an animal bite, like bats and shit. You know, that's why you want
2: to kill a bat, if you see that motherfucker. Kill him. No, I just run. <laughs> especially, especially at the, the the forest preserve we like to go to. Yeah,
0: man, the whole shelter's closed off because <laughs> bats
2: live in there. I know. It's like, like burn that motherfucker down. I'm like, uh, well, I see where they're at because there's a fireplace thing there. Right? They're they're all in that chimney. Hell book. yeah!
0: And it's one of the deadliest diseases. One of the deadliest. If you get bit and Within a certain time frame, if you don't get medical attention and you don't get them shots, you're dead. It's always fatal. You know, I remember my older brother actually got bit by something. They had to do like 20 shots near the uh, site of the bite. It was painful as hell, man.
1: Ew, what did he get
0: bit by? I don't remember. I was a kid at the time. All I know is it wasn't a normal needle. And you had to have 20 of them damn things go in there. Uh, but some symptoms of it is insomnia, hallucinations, uh, fever, difficulty swallowing, paralysis, and more. You turn into a freaking zombie if you got that rabies shit. You know, if they got freaking rabies vaccines for dogs and shit, why the hell can't we get one?
2: I don't want one. We got enough vaccines. <laughs> what the hell? Who the hell wants another one? I'd hate to see the side effects of that one. Uh-huh. I mean, the side effects for the COVID one was bad enough. I'd hate to see side effects for you know what. I, I, I
0: really feel sorry for people that live in Africa. You know, I heard South Africa is a real nice place. It's, uh, you know, modern and stuff. But the rest of the Africa, man, they like in freaking still wearing them freaking leaf freaking things over their peckers and stuff like that. They still haven't come out of the dark ages and shit. Uh, but anyway... Well,
2: you can go there and see lots of boobs then.
0: Well, there's a lot of boobies, but half of them got AIDS. That ain't, no, that ain't funny. No. Most of them do have AIDS over there. Because they don't believe in rubbers.
2: I don't think they get vaccines there either.
0: Nasty business. Anyway, there's called the, the African Sleeping Sickness. What the hell? Yes, it's a sick. It's spread by fly bites. Flies only found in rural Africa. If left untreated, the disease is fatal. However, it's uh, treatable. Uh, that includes fever, headaches, joint pains, behavior changes, poor coordination, and more. Damn! They actually walk around like a fucking zombie. Wow, that's craziness. And I man, the flies around here—they bite yeah they're assholes around here man that's because we got them river flies i know they're disgusting i hate them they're gross but anyway that's a real sickness out there and then you know this was more problematic in the past and if you ever watch kingdom of heaven the king he had this and that was leprosy Oh yeah, leprosy was something bad. Uh that is spread by airborne respiratory droplets from a cough or sneeze It affects the skin, eyes, nose and nervous
2: system. It actually makes you look like a damn zombie. So if somebody coughs or sneezes at my work, can I say, "Hey, get away, you have leprosy?" Well, yeah, I would get the stop, fuck away stop from me. Stop blaming COVID. Yeah. Blaming leprosy. It
0: can, you know, it's treatable, but it can, you know, it can take 6 to 12 months, but back in the day, it was, you know, they didn't have the stu- stuff like that. Uh, red skin blotches, reduced sensation, uh, weakness, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they, you know, what? Again, watch that Kingdom of Heaven uh, pro uh, movie, real good movie, and uh, the dude looked like a damn zombie.
2: <laughs> Terrible. I don't want to watch that movie.
0: <laughs> Necrosis. Uh, that is uh, the stage of dying, the act of killing. Uh, uh the disease literally destroys the cells it goes after the cells uh and uh, this stuff if they would bioweaponize it nowadays like they did with the covid i believe and release some stuff like that but core, without you know being able to have a cure or something this would ravage the planet don't give the freaking planet ideas what the hell And then there's Kira disease, and that's mostly in uh, New Guinea. It's widely known for their cultural practice of eating deceased people's brains. What the hell? They actually do that. Ew.
2: Why, Why are you looking this crap up?
0: Cause it's very important for people to understand these things. I'm not giving people ideas. I'm not giving people I trust me, these motherfuckers in this bio lab shit, they already know how to do this shit. But people in Papua New Guinea, they eat people's brains to help their souls pass in the afterlife. What is wrong with them? Ew.
2: That's sick.
0: It's incurable, rare, uh it's
2: caused by abnormal of course you're eating somebody's brain, you asshole. That right there just reminds me of Indiana Jones when they ate monkey brains. Well, monkey
0: brains is actually a delicacy in India. <sighs> you know, oh, you chill the brains and stuff. That's why I don't leave this country, man. Your phone's ringing. It always does. You know what? It's funny. You know, people know I'm doing the show during this time, and they still fucking call. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm not answering the phone for you. Ignore. Ignore. You know, usually I uh, put the damn thing on uh, vibrate. But anyway, uh, it's a delicatessen
2: out what? in India. But I won't. A re- delicacy. Whatever. I don't like <laughs>
0: to. I don't want to going
2: into a deli. Right. I don't
0: want to leave fucking uh, the United States borders because these
2: people are. Weak. Weird. People eat weird shit. They don't like Americans either, man. People eat chocolate-covered grasshoppers and crap. How disgusting. They do. It's like a thing. You know, I use grasshoppers for fishing baits sometimes, but I won't eat the damn things. Put chocolate on it. Fry it up and put some chocolate. Okay, on you know it. what I'm gonna do? No, I'm not gonna eat it. I'm gonna go get grasshoppers. No, I'm put
0: chocolate No, you already set yourself up for that. I'm
2: not saying I was gonna do it. I said people eat it. No, you told me, hey, just put chocolate on it. No, give it I'm to gonna- your son. He'll no, eat it. No, I'm gonna do it to you. I'm not eating it. I'm gonna get you a chocolate freaking grasshopper. I'm not and you gotta it. eat it on air. I'm, no, I'm not eating it. Then why'd you bring it up? Because you're talking about brains and shit. So I'm bringing up stuff that I heard people eat.
0: Well, I won't have to worry about this cure. Old disease, because when you die, there's not enough brains to eat. <laughs> wow.
2: I won't have to worry about it. Wow. But this actually Do you know happens. that's why I wear headphones when we're in here, right? Why? So the air doesn't get out. Well, exactly. Yeah. Or
0: you can have one of them sexual fantasies that these uh, young girls have that we talk about where they want every hole filled up. Now yeah, I'm
2: covering these so they don't go there. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want a dick in my ear. Thanks. <laughs> no dick in my ear.
0: So you know that's can, one can of Can you hear me now?
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a dumb viper. <laughs> <laughs> dumb viper, man. <laughs> Only me. I have to deal with this shit. <laughs> anyway, that's one of the ways that humanity can end. And it's very possible, especially with weapons of bio-origin, where they soup up this kind of stuff, like Ebola, man. They'll soup up that damn thing, and next thing you know, everybody's dying and stuff. Uh, so, one way of doing it. Now, another way, and I actually read a book on this one. You read a book? Yes, I do. I, You know I read. I sometimes. know you
2: do. I'm just messing.
0: I don't I don't read. That's cause you watched the movie. I mean, I read your book. Yeah, well that's good. That's a good book. By the way, we got we do got signed copies ready to go out. Yes, we do. Uh, an EMP attack. Very possible in these times. And this is one of the reasons why I like living in the country. That's an electromagnetic pulse from a nuclear explosion. In the atmosphere and what that does is knock out the electrical grid basically something like that happens you're going back 300 years
2: god damn no cell phones no cell phones
0: <laughs> anything uh <laughs> 1980s and up car wise won't start it'll be fried god, we see that in a m- bunch of movies we've yes we've seen that and this uh, is it's true business it's true damn that it can happen. They estimate ninety percent of the world's population would die if that because happened. no electricity. Because everyday life we depend on that electricity. We're not like our ancestors where they didn't have electricity. They knew how to preserve food. They knew how to filter water. That means the only ones that'll be good would be Amish well the Amish they're smart peoples smart peoples and you know you're more primitive type of people but society at large depends so much on electricity they die off see where we're at we have a river that's abundant that provides every damn thing you know food the whole nine yards you got the hunting you got uh, turkeys uh, galore out here you got deer so so It's a lot easier, you know. Preservation through smokehouses, salt, and stuff like that. If you know what you're doing, so you can adapt to that. But if you got people in the cities without electricity, the water treatment don't happen. The water pumps don't happen. Oh, we got a lot of birds talking in the background. (laughs) I was like, "What the hell?" It's
2: morning. <laughs> can you hear us let's, let's
0: keep you focused. <laughs> Sorry. So, in the city, everything shuts down and it becomes mayhem out there. Where if you're in a smaller town and stuff, you got a lot better chance. And there's also ways to protect some of your, uh, you know, electronics. That's with uh, the box and stuff like that. You do use actually a trash can, uh freaking uh what's it called uh a steel one for what you know to protect uh your electrical devices the only one you're really going to want to protect is my cell phone your cell phone won't work on something like this Damn. it's gone it's dead but is like a ham radio or another type of uh radio where you can get communication out with somebody outside your deal and this one book that newt gingrich he's really been behind this deal he wrote about an EMP attack and how everybody reverted to being tribal. It's a deadly business. You gotta have guns. You gotta have knives. You gotta have every damn thing to protect what you got, because people are gonna come after you. But they're estimating 90 freaking percent of people will die. That's a large percentage because. People are just freaking dumb now. They don't they don't know their past and they rely on everything modern. Look at how everybody was during the pandemic. First thing they went for is toilet paper. Yeah, toilet paper and bottled water. Well, you seen you know, we had gallons upon gallons of water. Yeah, we had cases. We already had it freaking ready to go, but everybody went for toilet paper what are you doing man go for canned food and stuff like that you don't wipe your ass with a
2: leaf yeah you can go find canned food in the canned food aisle but you couldn't find damn roll of toilet paper for your life
0: well that just shows you the mentality
2: of people you know they rather wipe their ass than eat well you ain't gonna need to wipe your ass if you ain't eating
0: well this is very (laughs) true even for a blonde
2: look at that (laughs) if you ain't eating you ain't wiping your ass uh ain't nothing there Now, there's some things that, you know, we just cannot
0: prevent. And that when it happens with the subterranean type of stuff. The best example of that has to be in Wyoming. At any time we could die from that. In Wyoming, there is a super volcano that is due to erupt. And if that thing erupts, we are done over with in the United States. You know, they're going to have problems over in Europe and stuff with agriculture because that's going to block out the sun, all that stuff. You know, if you look at uh, Mount Vesuvius or uh, Pompeii, how it was wiped out, this is like a thousand times. And then, of course, you watched that earthquake one with me. We've been watching some B-movie, freaking apocalypse disaster stuff. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is real. It could happen.
2: Yeah, the one that we watched had something to do with underground, what, earthquakes? Mm-hmm, the fault. And the, the fault line opened up.
0: Right. So, what do you do in that case where there's all that kind of stuff? Basically, all you've you got to you gotta prep. But you better hope... That uh, you're not in the area that it pops off at. And when a super volcano erupts, what you got to worry about is the damn stuff that goes in your lungs. You can't breathe, man. It turns into concrete, like. All the ash. All the ash, man. It'll turn you into concrete. You won't be able to breathe. So there's a lot of, or you know what? We had the core. We watched the core where the core of the earth stopped and the electromagnetic fields and all that stopped. Those are, those are important shit right there. Important shit to have. Uh, you got an alien invasion, which I think is very popular. Remember Stephen Hawking, the guy that was in the wheelchair? He was like the biggest brain since Einstein.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He used to say, there, everybody knows there's something out there. We're not the only ones out there. There's billions of stars just in our Milky Way alone. So there's other things out there. I believe that. So do I. And he said, don't try to contact them. And the reason being, and he used a good analogy, where he said it would be like the Europeans coming over to the United States with the Native Americans. When somebody has more technology than you you're usually slaved right away. They're going to take your ass over because they got the technology. Now, imagine an alien species that's only 500 years ahead of us in technology. Look how fast we would fall just with 500 years. Hmm. So, an alien invasion is very possible. And you look at that one uh, movie, I can't freaking... Battleship. Where they actually tried to contact them and then they got what they deserved. They got the ass uh, whooped a little bit before the USS Missouri came back there and saved the day. But everybody would think it's cool to, you know, talk to aliens and shit like that. But, you know, you never know their intentions because we got a lot of resources around here like water and all other kinds of stuff that they would probably want to suck us dry on.
2: Wouldn't surprise me.
0: So, an alien invasion could lead to the end of us. Uh, If you ever watched that, whatever the hell it was, uh, that thing with uh, John Travolta, you know, that freaking sci fi movie.
2: Phenomenon?
0: No, not Phenomenon. Uh, He was like an alien or some shithead. And all they wanted was gold and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, they took over the earth and enslaved the people. So that's another way that the apocalypse could happen. So It's scary business, man. Scary business. Anyway, let's go to our second uh, music break. <laughs>
1: type of music world-class rock it's like captain crunch honeycomb and raisin breast all in one bowl part of this nutritious breakfast
0: <laughs> you're listening to motorcycle madhouse radio w m m r d b rockford so what do you think of some of the stuff that we've been talking about does it get it get you a little worried don't it
2: yes I'm going to go pack a bug out there. It's going to have my cell phone, my tablet. <laughs> but none of that's going to work. Depends on the scenario. Okay, what if there was an alien invasion? Cool, I want, I want new friends. <laughs> you know what? They probably would friend you. <laughs> I <laughs> want them to friend request me. They need a jester. Shut up, you're stupid. <laughs>
0: That means I'm funny. Which one do you fear the most that we've been talking about? Because tomorrow we're going to be talking about the Ancient Aliens program and, you know, a little background
2: on that. Whatever. Which one am I afraid of the most? Probably the uh, electromagnetic thing. And why is that? I don't know, because, like, everything's going to be gone. Either that or the... Either that or the volcano... Volcano uh, worries you the most, then... Uh, and I don't give no fucks about no fucking zombies. I got my kid. <laughs> 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 He'll kick their ass. I ain't worried about that. No, that's like the stuff... It's more like the stuff that you have 100% no control over. Like, we have no control over a volcano.
0: No, we don't. They, they You know what? They don't even know if they can drill down and release some of the pressure. That'd probably so make I think it fucking I th- worse. I
2: think I'd have to say the volcano would probably freak me out the most. Because yeah. that ash just blocks out the sun and you're done. You're over with. Yeah, I think that one would get me. Because, you know, I'm a lack of vitamin D anyways. And if it blocks out the sun, I'm fucking history. It's over. Leave it to China now.
0: <laughs> Leave it to China now to make it all about herself. <laughs>
2: Well, Always
0: in the center of attention. Oh,
2: God, look who's talking. <laughs> Jesus Christ, blow and go. It's all about Hollywood.
0: Uh, damn right it is.
2: So, hey, you know, if the ash covers up the sun and I don't get my vitamin D, I'm vitamin D deficient, so, you know, that would kind of suck. They actually got a thing
0: <laughs> up in the ice uh, caps or whatever it is where they've stored every seed known to man that way uh they can plan it and save the species but i think if some of this stuff happened there'd be hey, no saving
2: think people's bomb shelters would work in a situation like that which one the volcanoes well
0: for a while but then you know it's going to get stuffed up by all uh, the a- the ashes what you got to worry about uh-huh. and the shock waves from it you know you got a freaking a super volcano blow you're done Sova. Anybody within there And there's, area and there's legit with.
2: nothing they can do to prevent it. Okay, you know what it. volcano
0: I'm talking about? That 2012 movie with John C- Cusack? Yeah. That's the volcano I'm that's talking about. That's fucked up, no. That's the one, and that's not even how
2: bad it could get. No, that's
0: fucked up. Now you know which volcano I'm talking about.
2: Yes, no thank you. No thank you, right? No thank you. (laughs) Somebody fix that. It's broken. (laughs) I don't want it to spring a leak. Not why we're here anyway. No. That's a way, way, way later in the world. Of, yeah, but our yeah, our no. offsprings, offspring, offspring. Our kids to... ain't having no kids. Have you met our kids? Neither one of them want kids. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. After cool. having to deal with their nieces, uh, it kind of drives them crazy. Oh, Corey's all, only if it's an accident. <laughs> he goes, I have no intentions. Really? I ain't going to be, grandma? What the fuck? That's sad. Sad state of affairs. My own two children don't want children
0: it happens
2: damn it anyway man we
0: appreciate you guys uh joining us this morning uh this monday hopefully we had an interesting conversation there uh the full show can be heard over on spotify and itunes in a couple minutes when i get it uploaded for you guys and all past episodes as well hopefully you liked our first segment on Lori arnold the queen of meth she was something (laughs) Tom Arnold's sister, man. She's a wicked one. Uh, but anyway, we are outie. Talk to you guys later. Bye.